Hello, Syngap Land. My name is Michael Gralia. Today is Friday, July 2nd. It's episode 17 of Syngap 10. Syngap 10 is your weekly 10-minute update. It's also a podcast. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Google, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, all, there's all these things. Just subscribe somewhere. Syngap.fun slash 10. Go there. Sign up. So, what's going on? A lot. Lots going on. So this week, one of the big things we did is we put out a newsletter. Might feel like just another line in your inbox, but let me tell you, it was a lot of work. There's a lot of good information in there. So go ahead and read that. Syngap.fun slash July. Syngap.fun slash July is our newsletter. And there's a ton of great stuff in there. And let me tell you, the coolest thing in there is Syngap.fun slash census. So every quarter, every three months, we update the global count of the number of kids with Syngap 1. And the number right now is 808. 808 children that we know about are diagnosed. Which means there's more than 808, right? Because a lot of families get that piece of paper, look at it, Google Syngap 1, start crying, and don't talk to anybody. So there's at least 808 kids out there with Syngap 1. There's at least 1,600 moms and dads out there wondering about their child's future. There's at least 3,200 grandparents out there, assuming they're still alive, God willing, thinking about their grandchild's future. There's thousands of people on earth thinking about Syngap 1 and wrestling with this. And guess what? There's tens of thousands who don't even know they have Syngap 1 yet. But we're going to get them. We're going to diagnose those kids. Um, just going to take time because the system is broken. Anyway, syngap.fun slash census. Go to that article. Read that article. Um, it's kind of amazing, right? 227 kids in the U.S., 111 in the U.K., 68 in France, 67 in Germany. I don't know what that next flag is. 30 in Spain, 27 in China and, and Canada. Think about that for a second. Canada, 30 million people, round numbers. 27 kids. China, billion plus, whatever the number is. 27 kids. What's going on? There's so many kids out there who aren't getting diagnosed in these countries. The list goes on and on. Go to the article, syngap.fun slash census. Super fascinating what's going on with this disease. And, and, the, and this number matters, right? Because number one, we gotta find these kids, we gotta connect them to a community, we gotta, we gotta help them understand how to take care of these kids today. We gotta connect them to the therapies we're developing for tomorrow. And, and we gotta help the drug companies out there realize, hey, there's already 808, and there's thousands more to be found. Pshaw, we gotta keep investing in Syngap. This is a legit, this is a legit target, and it is. The other thing in the newsletter I wanna point out, there's two webinars coming up. Again, syngap.fun slash July for all these things. Click on that newsletter, scroll down. Dr. Frazier is giving a webinar July 17th. That's actually not far away. That's just two weeks from now, two weeks from tomorrow. Um, please make sure you go to that webinar. It's for families. It's super important. Dr. Frazier's talking about work that SRF is funding to develop a, um, a validated scale for our kids. And, and more important for families, he's gonna talk about how you can participate in that work, how you can participate in that work. And that's key, right? because this is what it's all about. We're bringing the families and the scientists together to make the future better for our kids. Show up July 17th. Where do you find the link for that webinar? Syngap.fun slash July. Scroll down, click Frazier. Zoom, it's all free. Um, there's another webinar of Dr. Parma in August. That's so far away, I'll talk about it later. Um, I wanna talk about something else real quick. So I, I had a conversation with a mom yesterday. Long story, don't have time for it. Punchline is the Syngapian is turning 18, and the wonderful pediatrician who's been taking care of that Syngapian for many years was like, we have to figure out what's going on with this kid. And a couple years ago, or a year ago, whatever, the, the pediatrician was like, we should do genetic testing. And mom was like, no, we don't have to do genetic We've done genetic testing, they didn't find anything. And the pediatrician's like, no, this, these things change. You should do it again. And they did it again, and guess what? Syngap. 
But I, I wanna, that story really matters because people don't realize that genetic testing today is way better than genetic testing one, three, five, ten 10 years ago. If you did genetic testing a while ago, do it again, right? Call the, call the company and say, hey, do you still have that sample? Because if so, you should refresh, you should refresh the, the search. Because again, if they've already got the, all the letters, all the DNA of your kid in their computer, all they have to do is search on a new list of genes. Because every day, people like Professor Mefford and, and, and other incredible geneticists out there are identifying genes that cause disease. And then those genes that cause disease get put on lists at these testing companies. And then those lists get thrown at these kids with mutations. And then the mutations get updated. It's all this stuff that happens, and it happens too slowly. Um, and so if you did genetic testing three, five, ten years ago, and you got nothing, that doesn't mean there's nothing there. That means they didn't know what to look for. And today they might find something. So please, um, if you have a child with an undiagnosed condition, rerun your genetic test because you're gonna we're gonna find more patients, both Syngaphians and others, and we gotta get these kids diagnosed. By the way, yesterday, yesterday, uh, the American Society of Genetic Something, the ACGH, put out a tw put out a paper in Nature. Nature is a big deal, and 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 they said their conclusion was we strongly recommend that exome or genome sequencing be considered as a first or second tier test for patients with CADD or ID. CJ is congenital abnormalities, DD is developmental delays, ID is intellectual disability. Guess what? All of our Syngapians have DD or ID and ID, whatever. All of them. But this paper came out yesterday in 2021. The American Society of Genetic whatever finally had enough data to put in writing, this should be a first or second um, tier test as opposed to a last resort, whole exome and whole genome. How on earth did it take this long? Separate conversation. More, more important question. Assuming that more people are gonna win the stupid fight with insurance and assuming that more kids are gonna get genetic testing faster, how many more patients are we gonna have? What is the Syngap census gonna be in another year or two? Because remember that 808 number, it goes up by about 50 every quarter. I mean, actually it's low. And it's probably low because of COVID, right? You, you try seeing a doctor last year. So I think, I think the 808 number is crazy low. And I think now with this recommendation, we're gonna see a lot more. And that link to the Nature paper, by the way, is in the, in the show notes. So, so pay attention to that. It's super, super important paper. And I'm thrilled that they've, they finally said that and that we have enough data to um, make that argument because we gotta do more genetic testing. We gotta do more genetic testing because we gotta get more genetic diagnoses like for Syngap and everything else. And why do we have to do that? Because the future is changing. We're working every day to accelerate the science to get therapies that'll go after Syngap-1 variants, that'll help kids with Syngap-1. This is important, people. We can't help the kids who we haven't found yet. So this genetic testing is no longer an academic exercise. Ooh, I wonder what's wrong with this child. Which, which gene is causing this problem? No, no, no. This is now, let us find the gene because we now have the technology and we're, gonna, and we're working to get that technology from the lab to the clinic, right? From the theory to the practice. We now have the technology to change the future of these kids. Because the future right now, frankly, is not great. It's a lot of meds, a lot of support, a lot of cost, a lot of exhausted families, a lot of tired caregivers. We need to help these kids.
these thousands of families that are out there. Um, which brings me to my next point. It's fundraising time, people. It's fundraising time. I am, I am looking at you, whether you're a family member or not a family member, whether you're a friend of a family member, whether you just happened upon this podcast, although that's kind of hard to understand how that would happen, but whatever. If you're watching this, I'm assuming you know someone who's got Syngap 1. And if you are in a position to write a check for any amount of money, or credit card or whatever, like skip your coffee tomorrow, five bucks. Go to syngap.fund/ctr for clinical trial readiness and invest in our current grant. Go to syngap.fund/ctr and make a donation to help Syngap Research Fund help our kids. We are raising money right now for a big grant. There's links in there. You can read about it. We're biomarkers and EEGs and Boston Children's Hospital is the smartest scientists in America. We're, we found them. We're working with them. Nothing but the best for our kids. Cream of the crop, Dr. Pedori, Boston Children's Hospital, amazing people. But this stuff isn't cheap. Every, people have to get paid. We all have families and bills and kids. So we gotta, we gotta spend the money and we gotta do the work and we gotta be ready for when these therapies are coming. And, and the, the crack team at Sinkai Research Fund and our, and our advisors have helped us find this really important work to do, syncap.fund/ctr. So I'm, I'm asking you right now, go to that link, make a donation, and I'm asking for more actually. There's a click, like start a fundraising team. Start a fundraising team. Whatever you are in life, whatever company you're at, whatever school you're at, if you're a high school student, if you're a professional in an office, start a team and go to people and be like, hey, there's this thing called Syncap Research Fund. And Syncap Research Fund is amazing because the founders cover all the overhead costs and it's run by, by this volunteer and, and this team of volunteers and, and basically every penny we give to this will go directly to fund science that will help this incredible group of kids who are struggling mightily with this terrible disease. What else would you possibly want to spend money on? So that's, that's how I'm going to end today. It's, it's go time, people. We got, we got work to do. Smart donors, syngap.fund slash smart donors if you want to understand why SRF is a great deal and syngap.fund slash CTR if you're looking for a place to give your money. I don't do this in every podcast, but we are in the midst of fundraising right now. We need your help without exception. Please support us and please help us make this happen so we can help those 808 kids and the thousands still to come. Have a wonderful July 4th.